the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Morning, everybody. 9 a.m. Saturday morning. It's going to be sunny and almost 41 for a high today. Not so cold tomorrow, 44. Back work on Monday. It's going to be 40 degrees at a 710 KNUS Denver Stock Station. I'm Peter Boyles. Good to be here on a Saturday morning, December the 17th. And we will be here next Saturday for a Christmas Eve show. I'm going to lead, as we always do, with the best guy I know is Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch. And there's almost a blackout, I don't know if that's the right choice of words, on what's happening inside of Iran. And it's an economic crisis. It's lack of freedom. It's ignoring women's rights. It's killing people during the civil protest. It's they shut the Internet off whenever they want to. They kill the woman and the beat goes on. Mr. Spencer, good morning. Merry Christmas. And thank you for coming back on the show. Good morning, Peter. Merry Christmas to you, and thanks for having me on again. My pleasure. Um, you're one of the few places anymore that I know that I can talk to or we can have on the show to talk about. Uh, Ron, why, first of all, do you think there is a curtain over this or somewhat of a disregard for it? Oh, absolutely. There's no so. doubt about yeah, that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. The Biden administration, the establishment media, and the whole Western intelligentsia, Europe and North America, want the Islamic Republic to succeed. They want to keep it there in place. Now, why that is, that's another question, but there's just no doubt about it. A part of it has to do with their wanting to preserve or resurrect Obama's nuclear deal. It's all about repudiating Trump. And so Trump said the nuclear deal was a bad deal. That means the Biden people have to bring us back the nuclear deal because everything Trump did, they got to do the opposite. It's also a mistaken sense that they are being broad-minded, multicultural, diverse, and so on by dealing with a Sharia state, and they are dealing with Iran. And that means that there's also a monetary interest in keeping the Islamic Republic in place. The Islamic Republic is actually financing not just jihad groups in Israel, Hamas, Hezbollah, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, but also leftist groups like a leftist political party, Podemos, in Spain. And so obviously the leftist establishment loves the Islamic Republic, and the Islamic Republic loves them right back. So the protesters are out of luck. And so, of course, stories about the protests are being spiked and the whole thing is being downplayed. Yeah, it's, I mean, to me, it's um, it's a number of different things happening at once. But the first thing, and again, Robert Spencer's here, I wanted to lead out with is um, just if, as a guy that sort of follows everyday media, you have to know where to go on the Internet to follow everyday uh, events, if you would, inside of Iran. And... For the life of me, you know, the, the, when you see when they're funding, and I've read a lot of that stuff that you've done, other people as well, you know, the old line of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so they would send, that's been age old, so you send funding out to people who are trying to give, you know, NATO the hot foot or the U.S. the hot foot. Um, and the other thing, too, 
is now looks like there's a relationship between Russia and Iran, and they're sending drone technology and weaponry. Uh, that's a part of this as well. well. What do we do with that? Well, there's no doubt, actually, for uh, Russia, they have been supporting Iran going back years, long before the invasion of Ukraine mm-hmm. and long before the uprising in Iran. This is something that I think is motivated by a desire to restore Russia's role as a great power uh, after the fall of the Soviet Union and the United States is so opposed to Iran, or rather Iran is so opposed to the United States that the Russians thought that it would be a fine thing to make common cause with them. And so now we see the Russian drones operating in Ukraine, and I'm sure that the Russians are aiding the mullahs in putting down the protests inside Iran, because they have been calling upon outside elements to come in, Afghan jihadis and others, to assist the security forces, which is an indication that the uprisings have grown too large for the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps and the rest of them to handle on their own. The country has what they dub morality police, and they are yes. their job is to enforce these strict codes. And it's interesting, again, of Western women and, for instance, from my reading, Levi's, that a young woman wearing Levi's, is a, she's a target. Um, and the, so speak about the morality police and what their, what their job is. Yeah, in the first place, I must emphasize that contrary to reports that circulated all over the West uh, a few weeks ago, the morality police... No, we're not. Disbanded, that's right. They were and not. They're still very much there. That's right. Uh, that was a false report from the beginning. The morality police do just that. They enforce Sharia Islamic law among Iranians. They will stop a woman on the street and say your hijab is not in place and your hair is showing too much and give her a ticket mm-hmm. if she uh, doesn't fix it right away. Now, this is actually what st- touched off the protest because they arrested, the morality police arrested a woman, a young woman named Basa Amini, who was not wearing her hijab properly. And then she died in their custody. And the Iranians were uh, and are convinced that, contrary to the regime's denials, that they uh, tortured her to death. And this was just the last straw. And now there are Iranians protesting all over the country because they've had enough. They've had enough of the repression of this regime in regard to the brutalization of women who won't follow the Islamic rules. Since we spoke last, the Iran, um, they call it football team, refused to sing the national anthem and at the World Cup in uh, Qatar or Qatar. And, and so what has been the, you know, that, that, that was an amazing moment, by the way, where they would not sing the national song. It was. And it was extraordinarily courageous because uh, when they head back home, if they haven't already, then they're in for trouble. Uh, We don't know what will happen to them, but we can reasonably expect the worst. The woman who competed, the rock climber, who competed without a hijab not long ago, her house was actually demolished recently. 
And uh, this was clearly retaliation for what she did, even though as soon as she got back to Iran, she read a prepared statement that said that she had done it inadvertently. It had fallen off and she was busy and hadn't noticed, wasn't meaning to make any kind of statement. But, you know, I mean, that was the old game with the Soviets. And when a sports team would travel or a musical group or whomever, a literary person, they would always have some who actually always turned out to be KGB guys, but they traveled with them as aides and whatever, you know, whatever labels they'd give them. And they were actually, you know, going to do exactly what you're talking about. If things went bad, you made the phone call home. And yeah, yeah. So, and the demonstrations have spread into Europe and they were talking about solidarity. I haven't seen anything in the U S have you? No, uh, there doesn't, there are a lot of, Iranian dissenters here. Uh, Masih Alinejad, as a matter of fact, you were talking before about it's hard to find reliable information about what's going on in Iran. One of the places where you can find it is on Twitter. Masih Alinejad is a uh, uh, an Iranian who lives in New York now. They actually tried to kidnap her last year and take her back to Iran, where she would certainly have been tortured and killed. And uh, the plot was foiled, luckily. She posts a lot of videos that people smuggle out of Iran and are able to get to her. And so uh, that she's here. But I haven't seen the Iranian community or any allies holding any kind of demonstrations here. There's a um, we do this show. Actually, you did it with us to shoot. And we have two Iranian men that I believe are going to be come in the studio. They've been here since the 70s. I, I did a handshake with them last week, and uh, they're, they're very vocal. But you go, even going back to days of Nazi Germany or any, any place else, you had to be really careful, you know, when, when you traveled abroad and spoke against the regime. And that's what I thought, you know, when those soccer, with soccer players, football players. And now what happens to them when they go back? And... Uh, I haven't read any reports on because I believe they've lost, and so have they gone back? They might have gone back. I haven't seen any reports either. No, neither have and I. So if anything did happen to them, they successfully covered it all up. Uh, but you're right. The Iranian regime has been for years oh. very persistent in operating in other countries. There was a uh, – tell you, Peter, my voice is coming back to me in the line, and it's very distracting. It's very oh, I'm sorry. Hey, can you see what uh, happened? We got. I'm, I'm saying it across to the glass. He's getting a feedback. Some yeah. someplace. Oh, now it stopped. Oh, it stopped now. Nope, there it is. Yeah, sorry. No, it's still there. Yeah, we have. They they were telling me we have not quote nothing on this side, <laughs> which makes okay, me feel well, good. Um, yeah, I don't know. How about a redial, um, how, Mr. How about Mr. Spencer? Why don't we hang up and do a redial and see if we if it's in the line? Want to try that? Okay. All right, hang on. We'll do that. All right, Robert Spencer coming back. Sandy Clough and Joe Williams, sports talk enthusiast, on the radio show at 11. We're going to talk about CU and Deion Sanders and the Denver Broncos. I'll tell you about the law offices of Danny Kaplis, my guy, and my friend and the law offices, Dan Kaplis, believe the only lawyer in Colorado history to win five straight multimillion-dollar jury verdicts and, and, and minor and major vehicle crashes. This is a good guy. I'm going to talk about Danny all the time, but highly successful for him. Great lineup includes six former deputy deputy DAs using their skills, their courtroom experience to help survivors of serious crashes. And 
Danny's law firm believes talks cheap, experience counts, results matter, and the firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. Dan believes and truly on the level, man. You, who you hire says a lot about you, and they suggest you choose a law firm that shares your values. The firm believes its core values, faith, integrity, hard work, and dedication. Dan's the guy. Give him a call. you got a question, he's got an answer. 303 907 503 303-907-5003, or hit dot com. Let's take the break. Blake, you ready? All right, hit it. Merle Haggard and the Strangers, Mama Tried. There's a, there's a chopper show now, or excuse me, a chopper show every year called Mama Tried, guys building bikes. 41 and sunny today, 44 on Sunday, and 40 on Monday. Coming up, Sandy and Joe, some open lines when and Robert Spencer's on hold. When things break and don't work right, my friend Brad Apple with Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric for all your services. Look, it's got cold, and it got cold, and it's going to stay cold. It's going to be zero Wednesday night. The best, easy-to-remember number for all your needs, 303-PLUMBER. Denver natives, uh, Brad and Judy Apple, own Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric. Licensed since 1983. Is your furnace getting old, not heating like it used to? We're finding out, right? Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric has a blowout special right now in furnace replacement. This is legit. Get $2,000 off the standard pricing on a ream or carrier furnace replacement. They offer financing starting at only 62 bucks a month. New furnaces in your old one will be recycled. They'll take it away. That's fairly easily done. Simply dial that easy-to-remember number, 303-PLUMBER, and mention Peter's Furnace Special. Get $2,000 off furnace replacement this month. It's a smart move. You know the truth. Have them come out and take a look. $2,000 off the standard pricing for a Reamer carrier, 303, and again, plumber, 303-P-L-U-M-B-E-R. Right, let's see, Mr. Spencer, is that any better than just moments moment ago? Well, let's see. Uh, yeah, it seems to be so cool. far. All oh, right. Nope, there it is again. Ah, I'll nuts. just live with it, Peter. That's the okay. way it is. Well, you know, I was going to also change some horses with you for a second. And we, we've talked about so many things vis-a-vis the Middle East, but not the war in Ukraine. And we just mentioned moments ago that the Iranians are supplying drones and weaponry to the Russians. How do you see, if you would, the war in Ukraine, your thoughts? Well, you know, I think that it's a strange situation in which there's no good guy. Uh, Putin invading Ukraine, there's no justification for it. Uh, He makes the case that Ukraine was never an independent country and that it was always part of Russia. And so this new state that's only been there since 1991 has no legitimacy. But the Ukrainians very strenuously disagree. And so why shouldn't they have self-determination? At the same time, it's very clear, it's increasingly clear that Zelensky is uh, as corrupt as Putin, maybe worse. He is a, a tool for the Western corruptocrats, Biden and the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks as if this Sam Bankman freed with his Ponzi scheme at FTX uh, that uh, he was sending money to, uh, no, the uh, United States government was sending money to Ukraine. And then the Ukrainians were sending money to FTX. I I think that's how it worked. And FTX was funding Democrat politicians. So the uh, money laundering seems pretty clear there. But because the same people who benefited from it are still in power, there is 
not any chance that any anybody's going to be held accountable except maybe Sam Bankman Freed himself. But he was just a conduit. I like when he said, um, I'm a vegan. I can't go to jail. <laughs> had to be the line of the week. I'm a vegan. You know, I, I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm a depressed guy. I can't go to jail. Wow. Um, and I'm with you. I I wish the United, well, the United States now is said it's sending even more technology into this thing. And now we have American airborne soldiers in Poland. And it's like the World War One scenario, the tripwire, the tripwire war. Just keep pressing in closer and closer and see what happens. And, yes. you know, it they really, really want a world war. I mean, after all, Zelensky tried to provoke a world war a few weeks ago, claiming that uh, a Ru- Russian missile yep. had hit Poland, which would trigger the NATO obligation for all the NATO states to go to war with Russia. And then it turned out the Ukrainians sent right. the missile well, I to thought, Poland. Well, I thought that, that was in September 1st, 1939, when... Um, yeah. Seriously, I had the same exact same thought as you did. Uh, yeah, the, that's exactly it. Yeah, the army, the German army, uh, killed Poles and put them in. They put these people in uniforms, in Polish uniforms, and they seized the German, radio. Oh yeah, Polish uniforms. Yeah, yeah put them in Polish, and they seized. No, then they seized the radio station, September one, nineteen thirty nine, and said the Poles invaded. And yep, and that's. I mean, they, they were, were just defending themselves. They and they weren't even defending themselves. It was like there was an entire manufactured. Moment, and I thought to myself, Mr. Mr. Spence, that's why my admiration is so great for you. Is I said the same thing. I said, "This guy, what was that a trick, or was that just a mistake?" Yeah, I mean, how could it be a mistake? No, it when wasn't. Poland's in one direction and yes. the Russians are in the other, I agree. you know, you got to be so stupid as to turn your uh, rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. diametrically around from where it's supposed to be pointing. I mean, that's a basic. That's a that seems like something you would learn the very first day of rocket launching class. Yes, which how way? To point <laughs> which, your missile the right way. Yeah. 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 Instead of going east, you go. Well, I've read this many times. Uh, Von Braun, who comes over in paperclip and he builds, you know, everything that happens in the U.S. and in, the, in uh, going going to the moon, and he written a book entitled um, "I Aim for the Stars," which some wag put a subtitle "I Aim for the Stars." But occasionally I hit London because <laughs> they were building those V2s, yeah. you know. And Oh, I, the Ukrainians. That, thank you. I mean, I, I had this conversation with a guy. We did a TV gig together. I said, the study of history is just, a restu- is just simply a study of repetitiveness. Yeah. And I now I know there's – because they showed something – it was a football game, I think, or something. And then they cut away and they showed um, an airborne, an, an airborne unit or a helicopter squad in Poland watching the game. And I and I had to go online take a look, and the Biden administration has put American combat units into Poland. Yeah, and one thing. And so they're very they're itching to get into this war. I think so too. Um, I, I think. Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch, Peter Boyle, 710K in U.S., when Afghanistan closed out and the, and the, the, and the industrial complex needs, you have to feed it. And I, there, I just finished a book about a month and a half ago called Three Days in January about Dwight Eisenhower writing the speech, the warning speech to you know, the, the Americans about this, this machine that will get us into war. 
Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, well, are we watching that again, Mr. Spencer? Absolutely, yeah. And it was Trump who was only the second president to warn about the military-industrial complex. And the military-industrial complex had successfully prevailed upon Trump, despite his warning about it and apparent knowledge of it, to stay in Afghanistan. And then it left, well, fell to Biden to get us out of Afghanistan. But they now made that. Got to replace Afghanistan. But they made the deal. The deal on um, that Donald Trump cuts. It's a one-year deal, and there was a ceasefire, and they could say that no young Americans or any Americans, for that matter, were killed or shot or injured in Afghanistan. But what they were hoping for was that the Afghan army would be like the Arvin army in Southeast Asia when Lee Docto and uh, Kissinger make the deal and, the, and they bring home the POWs and then it's Nixon's peace with honor, which was, you know, not true. But yeah. at least the Arvins stood for a while. And, yes. the, and so Trump, the same thing with due respect, it would have fallen apart if Donald Trump had gotten the second term. I mean, I, I don't understand why, because they said we're leaving. And remember, the critique was, you're telling these guys you're leaving. They know just to sit down and wait, which what, that's exactly yeah. what they did. But I, Oh, there's no doubt the Taliban would have taken over. Oh. There's no doubt about it. The I don't know that the withdrawal would have been so catastrophically botched with us no. closing the air base no. that we could have gotten everybody out safely through. But, but uh, I mean, certainly was, the same thing would have happened after we'd gone. Yeah, it was the same thing. It was watching the those poor people hanging on the skids on the helicopters or – you know, and climbing up on the roofs, and I mean, it was it was chaos. And when everybody's running down down those runways trying to get on those one thirties, and I said, it's all been done before. It was done in Saigon, and yes. you know, and so th- these wars will all. It's like that's it's going to have a bad ending. And so yeah. I, I ask about the Ukraine. How the hell does that end? Well, if we get into it, it could be a disaster. It could be catastrophic. Oh. Uh, the woke military is not in the least prepared to fight a war, much less a war against Russia. It would be, uh, I think, very, very different from what Biden and his handlers think. The military is all concerned with teaching the troops critical race theory and bringing in drag queens and all this nonsense. They're not learning how to fight and win wars, and they haven't for decades. I just think to myself when... Again, reading, they called they call them tripwires, tripwire wars. And World War One is the classic tripwire. And it's all the same players that are somewhat involved in today were involved then, although there, were, there was no crowned heads. But it's interesting who stays out versus those of a... And I have no idea uh, what the Biden people were thinking. Is there any sense of that? Or was it just a complex... What they were thinking about, what exactly? Getting involved, going and getting involved in Ukraine. I mean, was it just a military? Oh, I think that's just uh, everybody gets a payoff. Yeah, everybody gets I do a too. payday. I do too. That uh, the weapons have to be manufactured, the troops have yep. to be hired uh, yeah. and trained, and so it just keeps the complex flush. That's all it is. Afghanistan's over. Yeah. Iraq's over. Yes. So we have troops here and there, but we don't have a major engagement. And so they need to get one, and they really want it to be in Ukraine. It would be, I think it could be suicidal. It oh. could be the end of the country, but yeah. they don't seem to care about that. Well, it's kind of amazing that they're working so hard to secure power mm-hmm. in the United States while they're working so hard to destroy everything mm-hmm. that made the United States worth having power in. Well, the idea of 
empires failing, and the Soviets were clearly an empire that failed. But the United States of America seems to be making that one after another after another, regardless of who's there, and this is why Eisenhower was so important, that into these senseless wars that have no beginning, no end, and but a lot of money is being generated. And yeah. I, I mean, I really and they think I, they think they could just keep doing this forever, and there won't be any oh, yeah. consequence. Yeah, but there will be, because eventually, eventually, as whether it's Rome or you know, even even the Romanovs, the Empire of the Romanovs, it it comes home. Uh, it, uh, it's inevitable. Absolutely. And they uh, it they're behaving as if somehow they can destroy everything that made America a great world power and that it will remain a great world power. It ain't going to happen. Can't. No, it, can't, can, it cannot exist this way. It doesn't. It's it's been it's repetitive and it will yep. do, it will do it again. Leave us with something. I know this is our kind of wake week before Christmas show, but Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch, the holidays are here, of course. But how do you see next year? I mean, I know nobody can see around corners, but your thoughts. Well, I think it's very exciting what's happening with uh, Twitter, actually, because the idea that the freedom of speech was being slowly eroded and destroyed is something I've gotten used to over the years, and I've been sounding the alarm about it for a long time. And then uh, I see that the uh, freedom of speech is being defended Mm -hmm. by Elon Musk on Twitter, and the whole intelligentsia, the whole establishment is appalled and angry. I don't know who's going to win, but it's nice to see some pushback. What do you think of him, of Musk? Well, I don't really know what to make of him, but I'm all for the freedom of speech. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, it's interesting. There's a giveaway because he was the Tesla guy. And I don't know if you've ever heard this joke. How do you tell a Tesla driver? Have you ever heard this one? No, I don't know. Well, don't worry. He'll tell you. Um, <laughs> but, but all those, you know, the, um, the greenies all went out and bought Teslas. And now. Yeah, now they're turning them in. That's right. Did you see, uh, I think it was Alyssa Milano said proudly, I turned in my Tesla and bought a Volkswagen. Yeah, and everyone was saying, you know, who's going to be the first to tell her? Yeah, Hitler. Yeah, uh, they bet it. The yeah. Volkswagen. Sure, Ferdinand Porsche designed the Volkswagen for Adolf Hitler. No, of course. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm like I said, this end of the year turnaround, but there's no good way out of this. Yeah, well, uh, I think you're right. It's certainly going to get worse before it gets better. Thank you for a great year and the best to you, and you're one of a kind. Robert Spencer, everyone. Uh, we'll probably talk in a couple of weeks, sir. Take care of yourself, and thank you. Okay. All right. You too. Merry All right. Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right, we go to open lines, 303-696-1971. Next two scheduled guests are at 11 o'clock. The Hitman, Joe Williams and Sandy Clough, talk show host extraordinaire on uh, Dan Sanders coming to see you, Buffs, and then your Denver Broncos. The shoot, we had Aaron Harbor on the shoot. It's up on the website, and the new Cherry Creek Chronicle column is up. Here we go, The be- and again, changing your waist size and getting back in shape, and people make that the resolution. Nah, don't wait. Be tempted to delay making healthy choices until you go after the first of the year. No, no, encouraging you to think differently. The team at Cenogenics, and I can't always, Dr. Julie McCallan is a healer. This is a, this is a remarkable woman. I'm so lucky she came into my life, aging from Research methodology to disease prevention to healthcare. So whether you want to lose weight, 
Sleep better, increase your libido, boost your immunes. Flu season's here. Cynogenics helps. They create programs designed just for you to help you focus, become stronger, and feel in control of your life again. No fads and no gimmicks. Take control of your health. Don't suffer from low from low energy, lack of focus, unintentional weight gain, poor sleep, low libido. Call Cynogenics. Get it underway. 720-387-3681. Michelle answers the phone. And we went on a job together for a lot of years. Call uh, Cenogenics. Schedule your, your consultation. Give it as a gift. Say, hey, you got a consultation with the best in the West. 720-387-3681. The website is denver.cenogenics.com. Here we go, everybody. 937-23 before the hour. Saturday morning, December the 17th. We're going to be here next Saturday morning as well for our Christmas Eve show. I'll probably miss New Year's Eve. I think I'll be skiing, but... 41 will be the high today, 44 on Sunday, and then 40 degrees on Monday. We'll go to the phones, 303-696-1971. This is Don. Don, you're on a radio show, and good morning. Hey, Peter, good morning. Morning. So you touched upon Eisenhower and his importance. Yes. Talking to Mr. Spencer. So you tell me, if Eisenhower was so important, what about his decisions to make the Dulles brothers the policy setters and all the damage yeah. they did? No, that's a good argument. Um, John Foster and Alan Dulles. Alan Dulles was involved in the OSS during the Second World War. And, um, in fact, one of the greatest maybe lead-ups to the Cold War was there's a book called The Secret Surrenders. Numbers of books written about it. Alan Dulles accepted the surrender of the Germans in, in Italy. And with Wolf, absolutely, you're a bright man, with General Wolf, who was an SS general, he's a killer. And they left them stay in place as cops to suppress the communists in northern Italy. And, um, and, and to his whatever you want to call it, but Stalin said, wait a minute, we made this deal that nobody surrenders to any one of us. We have to be together the British, ourselves, the free French, and the Americans to accept any surrender. And Alan Dulles accepted the surrender of SS General Wolfe. And um, and he left them in uniform in northern Italy, the industrial part of Italy, because that's where the communists were. It's a true story. Yeah. Uh, John Foster, <laughs> you know, what, do you, what can you really say about John Foster Dulles? He's um, nothing good. Yeah, I mean, but there, there are men of their times. And I just finished um, uh, the book on Roy Cohen, and uh, I, I'm about three quarters of the way through uh, G-Man, the new Hoover book. And I, I just finished a book that I recommend to anybody called "Take the uh, Leave the Gun, Take the Cannolis, about making uh, the motion picture of The Godfather. It's a brilliant book. So, What were you reading about Roy? A book called Cohen about the life and times of Roy, and um, and and and, 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 and when he when he met Trump, and when, when he met yeah. Trump, and hey, a lot a lot of the way Trump behaved are all Roy Cohen. Oh, absolutely, Co- taught him how to do it. Um, they yeah. meet. It's never you never lose. It's always the win. And you always, always and even when you lose, you win. And yeah. no, he he meets him in in the book. He uh, he is being sued. They do. Um, employee housing in um, in in Atlantic City 
and there's a charge that that Trump won't rent to um, African Americans. You're talking Fred. Fred and Don, Donald and Fred, and Fred's partner is a is a sort of mob connected uh, guy, and so they're at this thing, and so um, Donald Trump meets Roy and. He said, you know, I've been meeting with the, and I'm paraphrasing, I've been meeting with these silk stocking law firms, and they keep advising me to, uh, to settle and to do a, do a big sorry and settle and pay a fine. Roy Cohen says, screw that. Let's go get them. And that's where that began, that, that relationship between Donald Trump and Roy, and Roy Cohen. And, you remember Cohen whispering in McCarthy. Oh, absolutely. He was really young, too. He was, he, he was 23 years old. He was 23. 23. And, but the other guy hunting witches was Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy was hunting witches with uh, Rory and, uh, and Joe. McCarthy was just a dumb Irish alcoholic. But, um, but Roy and uh, Bobby Kennedy, because Roy Con- uh, Roy Con- um, Joe McCarthy dated one of the Kennedy daughters. And he used to go to Hyannisport and, you know, see the ambassador. And they were all interconnected. Did that book you read get into anything about uh, Cohen's mom and their relationship? Oh, yeah. His mom was a um, wealthy odd. woman, wealthy woman. And they said she was the ugliest ugly. woman. <laughs> and you read the book and you know the book. <laughs> She's very ugly. And, and they had to talk this guy into marrying her. And uh, he, they made him. They what? They they went Lionel trains, or I forget what they did. They really had a lot of money. Yeah, it was it was Lionel. Yeah, with Lionel trains, yeah. and he actually ruined Lionel trains for a while too. But he's like, I'm, there I'm, was Lionel and American Flyer. Yeah, no, he's. Um, and Donald Trump's great line is, you know, where's my Roy, where's my Roy Cohen? He needed him. But I, I mean, you know, and I know, you know. It just, it just, I mean, they, they meet, I was talking to a guy that I respect and no names used, but I said, Donald Trump met him at a party. And the guy said, Donald Trump met everybody at parties. And that's how he, that's how he networked. You know, he networked through the, the elite part of, uh, and then all the stuff about Studio 54 was, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, but, but then the, the rise and fall of Studio 54 and Roy Cohen's involved in that. And um, that, that guy's twisted. Oh, he, just, I mean, he was gay, he, and he from, covered up. From he, his look, yeah, you know yeah. his behavior. Oh yeah, conducting uh, business out of his bedroom. I'm, he was tough. I mean, it's just part of you. And I'm like this book, and I'm like I'm almost done with it. I'm savoring the final part, but it's entitled G Man, and it's really lengthy. It's like a lengthy, lengthy read. And I don't know if we can get her on the show or not. She's a historian at Yale, but oh, you know when when people talk. I listen to some talk radio, and they all get up in the air about a politicized FBI. Could have been more politicized under Hoover, you know, than Mueller or any of these other people. I mean, Hoover, Hoover was really. I mean, you talk about Dulles, and those guys all coexisted, and they were all in cahoots. Oh, absolutely, they knew, the they knew each other. And That's the right. Kennedy, the Kennedys changed the boundaries. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of a yeah, they, but they, dot, they, dot, they, dot. They were, they, well, they dumped it. Yeah, but they, the Kennedys didn't abide by the unspoken rules. I think that, that they double-crossed. Especially There's no Bob. question. There's no question they double-crossed. There's absolutely no question. I'm, I've started a book. I got it on my stack, and it's called uh, um, Frank, Marilyn and Frank, about the relationship between 
Marilyn Monroe and uh, Frank Sinatra. You could tell me I, I, I got to get a life, and I'd say you're right. But um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, but I I get trapped in this stuff, and I just start to read it, and I go. Then the next goes to the next, and the next. But that book, G Man, is there's no doubt. Who wrote it? Uh, a woman from from Yale, PhD at Yale University, and I can't recall her name. It's I never could, I can't even do titles most of the time. But she is she really clearly says that he's gay. And um, again, Roy Cohen, I thought of Roy Cohen, clearly gay, and would deny it. And actually, witch hunted gays. And Hoover did everything he could to gay people. Yet he himself, I mean, she comes as close as saying he was gay as saying. He was gay, you know, and his what love. Was what, was, what was Hoover's partner? Uh, was the, the woman's name, uh, the book, uh, the woman's name is Beverly Gage. Thank you for from from Blake. Um, no, they. Who, who, who was the guy that was Hoover's Hoover's boy? Um, he was always. What was his last? Oh, I think it was Dan with a T. Um, Clyde, no, it wasn't Clyde Tolleson. Um, Clyde Tolleson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah Tolleson. Well, the, they, they, they ruined. He ruined so many people. He ruined, he ruined the guy that, um, that, that stopped Dillinger. And um, that guy, the ga- same gun he used to kill Dillinger with, he killed himself with, which is a really, how ironic is that? He, hmm. sh- he shot himself in the temple. But, I mean, all that kind of stuff. And I, I just get drawn to it. You know, it's just like you, you can't get away from it. You can't dance away from it. But, yeah, they were clearly lovers, and uh, they took vacations together. And, and most of the stuff that they believe is like, the, the 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 mob was fixing horse races and they and and they you know he had a he had a the only black FBI agent was his driver was his was his chauffeur and um and so he would go to the track and he would make these public two dollar bets when in the meantime they're making big bets you know and um, it's not Hoover going to the window and the feds and they go back to Frank Costello and you know those guys and they would. They would fix a race for for Hoover. I'm serious. I mean, and you think about it. Oh, I, yeah, sure, of I'm course. All, I'm all in on all that stuff. What what a, what a great way to pay off. No, I'm, I'm not, say Every time I hear this song, I always think of you, and I don't know why. Remember the Fenderman? Sure, Mule Skinner's Blues. Mule Skinner Blues. Yeah. I always wanted to go, good morning, Peter. Good morning, Captain. Good morning. Dolly Parton does a great rendition <laughs> of that song. Yeah, good morning to Can't you. Wanda yeah. Jackson. I remember the Fenderman did it when I was working in a pool room as a kid growing up because it was always on the radio. That's why I remember it. But I'm sure everybody did a, everybody did a version you, of it. You sure. Wanda Jackson. Please. Wanda Jackson. Man, there's a name. Good morning yeah. to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, she did. She was on um, Letterman or something, and she did a version of Shaking All Over as an older lady. Yeah. She was that petite young gal back in the 50s. Oh, yeah. And she had a voice, and I, she went out on stage, and they made her put a jacket on because she had some <laughs> you know, lewd, it's like, lewd, like, with dress on. It's like kicking Elvis <laughs> off the, kick, kick, kicking yeah, Elvis off. Voice. Yeah, they kicked Elvis off the hayride, right? You know, like, uh, You know, that yeah. doing an expression about she doing that thing like a sailor, yeah. Yeah. like a drunken That was her. She had a gravelly voice. By the Wonderful way. Wonderful people in our time. Pressing things. I... My daughter and I watched the Netflix Christmas story where where Ralphie's all grown up and comes back. Oh and yeah, it's 
there, there's a word, and it's not a word. I, it's it's a deer, D E A R. It's a, it's deer, and you know, Ralphie's a failure, and you know, he's married, he's got a couple of kids, and the old man dies, and he goes back to Cleveland Street. And um, anybody's seen him, we I'd like to talk about it. But you remember, F- remember Flick, remember Flick, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Flick owns Flick owns the bar now, <laughs> owns the bar, and. As my brother always said, you know, we've we have created a in the the Irish generation of bartenders and cops, but uh, but Flick owns the bar, Schwartz is there, and if you've seen it, it's really, really, it, it, it's a payoff. It's I, it's I'll good. Have to check yeah, it it's good. It's, it's so. you take care of yourself, man. Merry Christmas. Are Thanks. you working next Saturday? Indeed, Christmas show. And I'm, well, I don't know what we're going to do with it, but we'll do something with it. Uh, Thanks. If I don't get in, man. Merry Christmas. You too, Thanks brother, man. Thank you. All right. Uh, 303-696-1971. Uh, you want to see a test of wills. Watch when Starbucks strikes. Now, I know people that are Starbucks junkies. <laughs> They're addicted. And they, you know, they have liberal politics. What are you going to do when Hulkamania is running wild? What do you think will happen? These Starbucks strikes are starting to happen. What do you think will happen? I read a really interesting piece last night about Starbucks and the Chinese. It's big time. About They say every nine hours they open a new Starbucks in the PRC. Every nine hours they're opening a new Starbucks in the PRC. They're making roasters over there. What are you gonna? What do you think is gonna happen? Lines are open all season. The ski seasons. I'm gonna ski Monday. Be my first ski day. And I saw sky on Monday. I went on Tuesday. We went up. Make sure everything's cool. Get your get your get your skis. Get a pass. I saw sky. Ski season is in full swing, and everybody's hoping for more snow. It's snowing now. Christmas is right around the corner, and it's time to visit Larson Ski and Sport. I was there, Paul. I got a new jacket this year. I haven't had a new jacket for. Six years, I got uh, I got a new jacket. Take it from me if you need any ski or snowboard gear, Larson Ski and Sport gloves, hats, helmets, goggles. I got new gogs, jackets. They have everything you need. The guys at Larson's, Paul is the man. Of course, John Marriott. Uh, if And again, seven days a week they're there. You're going westbound on I-70. You're going up the mountain. Get off on the Kipling ramp. Come down the ramp. Make a left underneath the tunnel. Come out the other side, heading south. There's, there's the Crab Shack right next to the Crab Shack. A big wooden building. That's John Marriott. That's Larson Ski and Sport. A renter. You need new ones. I'm whatever you want. It is there. They're the guys. 303-423-0654. Larson Ski and Sport. Seven days a week. They're convenient. Stop there. I-70 and Kipling. 303-423-0654. We go back to the phones. Let's go to Brent. You're on the radio show. Good morning, my boy. Thanks. Hello, Pete. Hey, man. I don't know if you remember me, but you came out of the sky and landed on my property. When we did the balloon ride, we came down on your ranch. Right. I do remember you. Hey, brother. <laughs> How long was that? That was 20, well, 20 years at least, minimum, I think. No, 30, because 30? Fact, my son was seven years old, and now he's got a family of three. I judge everything by how long I've been sober. So, so I was sober when this guy took me on a balloon ride, and it was that, that they're kind of cool. I like hot air balloons, and we came down in your ranch. Man, hey, Merry Christmas. Same to you. Uh, I I think Starbucks people are just, nah. 
I think it's just ridiculous. Everybody wants something. It's just, you've got to work for it. What do you think is going to happen if Starbucks strikes? I really don't care. I don't use Starbucks. Well, I'm not. A, I, I've been to Starbucks, but it isn't. But I know people that are literally, and I'm sure, you know, they know who they are, are addicted to going to Starbucks in the morning or midday. Yep. And what do you think? Do you think they'll cross if there's a picket line? That's a good question. If no. they need their Starbucks, they may have to do that. Well, that's that. my point. It's yeah. like, you know, they it's like they all now are sell, selling their Tesla cars <clears throat> and because they found out that Musk is uh, not a far left progressive. I know. I don't understand what people, what, why they need their coffee all the time like that. Well, you know, I, I got... Get, I get mine out of my coffee pot every morning. I got radio, one of my early days in radio, and I'm, I'm a cat radio kid learning how to be a disc jockey. And um, I'm in 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 the uh, in the radio station, and these are some hardcore Gus Mercus, you know, all these old timers. Yep, yep. And I said, "You got any decaf?" <laughs> they looked at me like decaf. You've got to be kidding. No, no. Uh, Pete, I, I I've been following you for thirty plus years. So. Oh man, you're so kind. Thank you. No, it's been fun. I've still got the place marked. Up. I've got land? the place marked up on my property where it landed. You know, after when when motorcycle season returns, we'll ride down. I'll bring the guys. We'll ride down and go take a look at that. You you get a hold of me, and I'd love to see that again. That's like a, that was. I mean, I never, I never rode it. It's the first hot air balloon. I went up in a hot air balloon, but they, they had a tethered and brought it back down. It was for oh, some. You you came across. No, we down. flew. We were flying. You yeah, you were high. No, oh. you came down. You came across, yeah. and uh, I was glad. You let even let my son ride up in the balloon with the people that owned yes. the Yeah, they were great. Yeah, they were great people. And they said, come on. And I mean, we flew. Oh, I, I, we knew the people because of the work my wife does in, in Franktown, where you call her when yeah. you landed. Oh, man. Listen, as soon as the weather snaps, call me. We'll, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll go get some Starbucks, man. <laughs> All right. Oh, man, great call. It's so I just want to let you know, I've been out here for 40 years, 42 years now, and so I know uh, I've been listening to you for that over Thank that you. long. Thank you. We're getting, Thank you. We're getting old together, Brotherman. Thank you very much. Merry right. Christmas. You too, sir. Thank you. We go to Dino. If we don't finish the call, put you on hold, bring you back on the other side. Dino, good morning, man. Hey, Scott Stahl. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing, man. Well, well, you Thank you. Thank you. I've been knowing about Starbucks. I'll get to that in a second. I'd like to just share one quick, funny uh, Roy Cohn story. It happened. It, it, it wasn't what, what they, people thought of the guy. First of all, I thought he was 26 when he had a. Uh, I thought party. he was. I, I remember when he was a kid. He was because when he passed oh, yeah, when he passed the bar, I mean, he goes undergrad and passes the bar, and they can't make him a lawyer because he's not 21. That's a true story. Well, he was 20 well, when well, he was 21. 20 when he passes the bar, and they cannot make him a lawyer in New York. Because he's not 21. Yeah, that's amazing. What was I say? That was just a funny thing. They insulted him. You remember the old Martin Daddy Jr. show? Oh, sure, of course. The right wing guy. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. He's, they did a whole hour feature on him once. There was a, a writer named Phil Levin. Who oh, yeah, the, sure. Who worked at Sure. And they were talking about him and so forth. And he goes, uh, he goes we all know he had trouble because he kept himself homosexuality in secret. They would know that by now. Uh, but Martin Downey listened to him. A Cohen went after Morton Downey's father once. Uh, well, Morton Downey's father was good friends with Ambassador Joe Kennedy. 
I was going to say, and that's when Joe McCarthy dated one of the Kennedy daughters, and I don't know which one, but they, you know, they, and actually, uh, when they get in, when they, when he, when Jack goes to Congress, he meets this young congressman named Dick Nixon, and he calls his dad, who is, you know, is gives a lot of money out to politicians under it, and he said, "Hey, I met this kid from California. He's really good. Send send him some money." And Joe Kennedy sends money to Richard Nixon. <laughs> well, as I say, the joke is this Levitt guy's describing it, and he describes the more down. He says, "We all know Cohn even had three private plastic surgeries to change the look. Oh, yeah, sure. Recognized later oh, in yeah, life, all sure, that. Sure. And then more down, he takes the cigarette and stops. He goes, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute." He had three plastic surgeries that looked like that. They had this picture in the background, and he looked, said the obvious joke was, what do you look like before, Quasimodo? No, he was, a, he was <laughs> ugly. TV his, but his mother, <laughs> oh, and this yeah. is a horrible thing to say about somebody's mom, but she they said she was the ugliest woman in Brooklyn. But she had a lot of oh, dough. Yeah, she had a lot of money. Well, we could get a date on the calendar. I agree with you. Yeah, that. and, and they, 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 he, got his, he got his first nose job, and he's like 12. You know, I mean, they really... Try to keep Which him guy? in the game, yeah, yeah. but he's he's. I wrote that letter, that writer for that magazine. Yeah, he wrote the kind of he did the whole. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, article out of him, kind of thing. Hey, I didn't know anything about this. So you mentioned this uh, strike. I could care less. So like that, Brittany Gard, that writer, never should trade off with that. Uh, you know what? Somebody said. I, I, I have a crazy friend who said Russell Wilson coming to the Broncos is no longer the worst trade made in 2022. I'm sorry, I agree that person. Yes, <laughs> that was <laughs> great. But there also there, there's rumors that the black. Uh, caucus of women, uh, they put pressure on the Biden administration here back. Well, that, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. They, sure. I mean, oh, of course yeah. there was, but Joe, if Joe made the decision, and I, I put a big if on that, it was absolutely brilliant because the media was going to lay down, but they left, yeah, the, they left the Marine behind, and the, that guy that they call him, the, you know, he's, he was the model for Nicolas Cage in Lord of War, that yes, movie that really. I, I love, that's a great film, but that was him. It was Boot. Yeah. He was the Lord of War. Oh. And I don't know anything about this strike we mentioned about war, but if they do start right, people live on that thing, they'll easily cross the lines. There are no well, more see, people. You want, you want, you want, to, you, want, you, want, you want to hang on, come through, but come back? I got a break. I just wish you a Merry Christmas. Either way, I'm looking forward to listening to the Batman and the uh, Clough. You, You're the best. Boy. You're the man. Thank Have you. A great Christmas you too. I promise. Day. I'll be here Christmas Eve, Saturday morning. We're going to do a turnaround right now. It's going to be 41 for a high, 44 tomorrow. Open lines continue. What do you think is going to happen to Starbucks walks? Real quick to the wall, the Starbucks addiction is interesting. People pay more than $5 for something that costs 50 cents less to make at home. Woohoo! Uh, and then, uh, as I mentioned, Hitman's on and Sandy's on. Deion Sanders coming at coming. He is at CU and your Denver Broncos. Hang on right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.